0: From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun.
1: If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate.
1: Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the debate. We're having a lot of fun with this. Thanks for debating with us. There's... Two things that I'm really enjoying about this a lot. You know that? Okay. It's people what? writing to us, telling, what, telling us what they've bought, or telling us yeah. just, hey, you suggested blank car. I went and drove it, and I loved it. I would have mm-hmm. never thought of this car, but because you guys suggested it, I love it. I love the suggestion. Yeah. Whether or not they buy yeah. it or not, that doesn't matter. I like that we're getting that. And I also like that you guys are writing into us with things we forgot. It just happened oh, yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah, there was uh. true, true. I forget. Somebody wrote us about uh, wagons and suggested an oh, Audi yeah. wagon. There, there and I went,
0: were, there were oh, two yeah. from the wagons. Well, there was the, the all-road that somebody said, and there was also the That's right. uh, the TDI uh, sport wagon version of the Golf. that was And yes, I actually that was thought it. about the all-road, didn't mention it, because A, you know, he was coming out of Hondas. Mike was coming out of Hondas. I didn't want him to get into a, a German car that might be problematic. But also the main sure. reason didn't mention the, the, uh, the all-road. And I know you drifted from this, but it's not a, it's not a stick shift. So yeah that's, that's true the thing, that's that's kept why me away from it. But, but but at I'm, the same I'm loving time though that. you're you know right what? people are saying that people are, are saying hey guys what about these i love that you're involved guys i love that you're, you're sending that in because we don't claim to be perfect on this so thank you for sending in <laughs> C- your recommendations certainly not forget. it's awesome yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's great all right so we've got two more car debates the first uh-huh. one for christopher He's in Gothenburg, Sweden, listening all the way from over there. So thank you Christopher for for listening. Yes. He is yeah,
0: definitely. he has
1: actually written in not for him, but for his dad in Houston. Apparently the land yep. where everybody's kitchen is spotless and everybody goes out to eat. So you need a nice car <laughs> well, to go out to eat. It might be more
0: Dallas, but it is the same thing. Yes, okay, exactly. it's Dallas.
1: I thought that exactly. was interesting, but, keep but going. all right, I'm wrong. And then the second <laughs> one we have is Brian in Detroit. He is looking for himself. He, it sounds like Brian, you're looking for something to re-energize yourself about driving, even though you're kind of looking for a commuter car. You just, it yeah, feels conundra. like you're in a kind of a rut. And we are here to help you break out of that.
0: He's mainly commuting. I mean, he's getting a commute car, but he wants something that he can get excited about, which is kind of a a tough ask. But before we get into those, I think we have to talk about The number one car news of the past week or 10 days, certainly of the week that we're recording this. By the time you guys have heard this, you will have have read or seen a lot of things about Jeremy Clarkson being fired. Let's be honest. This is not just car news anymore. This is news that is so big that the non-car parts of the world have picked it up. And and, and how do I know this? Because my mom is texting me to see if I've heard about it. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, exactly. She's like, hey, did you hear that Jeremy Clarkson got fired? I'm thinking, wow, if you've heard... (laughs) Then That's amazing. It's now, it's now reached that kind of news cycle. But this is a guy in Jeremy Clarkson that he's known to be, let's be honest, he's a hothead. He's known to be a guy sure. that is a big, emotional, brash, non-politically correct guy. He's had scandal after scandal. That's his personality. So, so the stuff he got fired for, okay, I'm, I'm going to spin this another way real quick. Take all the names out of it. Take Top Gear out of it. And I'm going to give you the following headline. Okay. Man gets, man gets fired for punching coworker. Not news, not even True. close to news. Punch True. co-worker, get fired. Intended or not, Jeremy Clarkson has altered and inspired car journalism kind of across the board. I mean, while, while we never set out to be Top Gear, we don't want to be Top Gear, we're not trying to be Top Gear, we looked at Top Gear and we looked at MotorWeek mm-hmm. and we thought there has to be something kind of in the middle. We didn't want to be Top Gear, we wanted to be entertaining and still informative but obviously we have two of us in the same car and lots of things that we do that, that nobody else does and some stuff that other people do. But the truth of it is we've all been influenced to some degree by Jeremy Clarkson making, let's talk about cars in an entertaining way, a thing. And thank all those guys for the, the UK Top Gear. The sad thing yeah. is not only has he been canned, but you, I mean, UK Top Gear is most likely, at least in that form, dead.
1: There will probably be even more changes to the to the landscape i 'm already hearing rumors of Netflix and you know various other places that he could, that he could land. Yeah. The landscape might change yet again i 'm sure it probably will sure. but to your point. The fact about awareness, the fact that your mom, wherever she read about this on whatever mm-hmm, news site, mm-hmm. and picked that up. Absolutely. Well, of yep. course, she yep. was probably only aware of the show because of us and because of you Yeah, yeah. informing her about it. But it certainly caught her eye enough uh-huh. on whatever news yeah, site definitely. she consumes to, to text you and say, hey, did you see this? So that speaks to the bigger awareness of the show. But I'd like to back up real quick and talk about the influence that it's had on you and I and and, and pay it accolades in terms of how we've approached our business here and that is where you come from from filmmaking and writing and directing yeah we've been watching top gear for probably coming up on 10 years now just from an inspirational point of view and yes like you said we never set out to to do that or copy it or anything like that but where you were coming from was filmmaking and never in my life sitting with you watching a film and especially top gear having you tell me and and pick apart how they either filmed it. Or what the camera person's approach was, or the script, sure, or sure. something like that, teaching me about filmmaking, and conversely, hopefully me teaching you about car design, and yeah, the way Top Gear definitely. combined both of those things and it ignited that passion in both of us. Yeah. So where yeah, yeah, when we right. decided to create Everyday Driver and decided to, hey, all of our friends and many people are coming to us for car recommendations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How can we craft this? But yet not steer it towards top gear, but yet be inspired and watch it and consume it just as much as anybody else does. You and I've referred to the show as a travel and drinking show with a massive car problem.
0: That's exactly exactly what it is. Absolutely true. No, absolutely true.
1: I look at the show, you know, it appeals to me from the car design sensibilities, but knowing the way the cameraman, you know, runs the camera down the the body side or or you know Mm -hmm, around mm -hmm. a light or something, I'm appreciating it more because I know the filmmaking and the work Behind this, oh yeah, so yeah. that's what's inspired us, and huge accolades e- to the crew.
0: Ter- terrible, terrible irony here. Um, the catering budget, which is kind of let's be honest, connected to why this whole fracas started in the first place. The catering budget could fund our show for a year, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good, good for them. But there's so many weird angles to this. I mean, the fact that Clarkson did this is is pretty unexcusable. He turned himself in. This producer did not. Neither did any of the apparent witnesses to this event. Nobody turned him in. That kind of surprises me. And then the other part is he was actually going out to the media and going, please, please stop blaming this producer for any part of it. It, He is entirely the victim here, and he is not at fault, which is also very stand-up of him. But you said it already. They're going to land somewhere. Here we are in the U.S. We excuse our celebrities and our sports figures for everything. The BBC being funded. Yes. Yeah, but we do. The BBC being funded by public money, there was no way they were going to do anything but fire him. They have no choice, honestly. But mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. is, those guys can go all kinds of other places. And make more. That's the crazy thing. doesn't matter what the title of the show is. Those guys pop back up in a car show, the three of them. And you know what it's like. You know, right now in the U.S., the the main place you can make real money selling advertisements is against live sporting events because people want to watch it. Right. And, you know, those three guys pop up on Sky Network or ITV or one of the other British possibilities. And they put ads against it, which you know they would. Those guys will make many times more than they're making now, and those at that ad space will be the most expensive ad play, ad space on the planet. I just they will land somewhere. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, but Top Gear, BBC Top Gear, as we know it, is clearly dead. And you know what else I thought about? Hmm. Those three guys all write for the magazine. So if Clarkson's been fired by the BBC, that means he will no longer be doing a column for the magazine. What happens to the other two guys, who apparently are going to still be under BBC contract, even though Top Gear is dead? I mean, he's not going away. He's just leaving the BBC, and Top Gear is going to look different. They're saying they're going to reboot it in 2016 with three new hosts. What's that going to be?
1: I would think they'd reboot it with a different format and and not try to capitalize or cash in or just try to redo the Don't thing know. with the Don't way know. the show worked. because. In my mind and probably everybody else, the show is synonymous with these three guys, notably Clarkson. Yeah. It well, doesn't and, exist and necessarily without them.
0: Their rapport and at this point they're not even characters, they're caricatures. You know, I right. mean it's it's become insert joke here kind of stuff. And it doesn't mean it's still not enjoyable, but it's become far more obvious than it was the first four or five seasons. But, uh, but yeah, those guys and that, that banter and their demeanor, I mean, that's a thing that is just known. And, you know, Top Gear US hasn't been able to duplicate that. Top Gear Everywhere Else hasn't been able to. Sure. So it'll be really interesting to see what is the result of this. And uh, what a crazy turn of events on all fronts. I mean, I feel like the more I read about it, the weirder it gets because yeah. of the sides of the equation and all of that. But clearly he's out. And yet he has been a huge influence across this entire industry
1: really has yeah I certainly like I said we've been influenced and so many people just have been turned onto the show and you hear you know wives and girlfriends and people who were never into cars say yeah I like yeah. the show yeah, yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. never into cars but yet you know here they find themselves watching that show I would hate yeah. to think that it's, it's hopefully not some sort of conspiracy about Getting more money or doing that, but on the other hand, there is that there there is that aspect to it. So you know we can oh, sit yeah, you could sit here we, and speculate. We, we don't know. We could
0: we could play conspiracy theorist and say if you really want to get out of a BBC contract, do something that requires them to fire you. You could go that route. Sure. Obviously, yeah. there's a person in the middle that actually got beat on. So let's hope that wasn't the case. Uh, but yeah. I mean, also the fact that that Clarkson apparently chased this guy down trying to apologize it doesn't excuse what he did. It doesn't Certainly in any not. way, shape, or form. No, no. But you know the the him him getting this angry and 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 hitting a producer honestly i hate to say it it's not it's not anything that can be justified but it also didn't shock me to hear that news all the things he's done since then i've been genuinely surprised by Sure. Of trying to apologize turning himself in telling everybody this guy cannot be blamed that's that's stand up stuff it's a little too late but you know. it is
1: and it stands in such stark contrast to the the bad behavior you know and so it leaves me with all these questions Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's going to change between in in the next continuing weeks. Well, yeah, hopefully by the time
0: this podcast comes out, we aren't already out of date on this topic because it feels like it's (laughs) moving quickly. But the big takeaway is wow, we all have to tip our hat to the show and to those guys. And I say we all, a whole generation of car reviewers and a whole generation of car lovers have to appreciate that show. And then, of course, this is not the end. There will be another show. So I'm very curious to see where and when.
1: All right, Christopher, we're going to jump into the car debates. I've got some interesting things here. And like my mom would okay. say, you just know and you're knower. I, I think I know here. I, I think oh, I've really? got some ideas. Yeah, just, You just you, know you deep down. Are I've you going to go a sniper shot? I'm, I'm not going to go sniper shot, but I'm going to craft some very specific things okay. that I think okay. his dad is going to like. Because here's the well, scenario. Here's- his dad is in Houston. Doesn't do a whole lot of commuting, but he drives his car. He wants it to be fun. So I'm thinking, all right. He'd like a sports sedan. And instantly, you know, BMW M3 pops into my head. He he needs to fit two adults in the back seat. I think bingo. Around 300 horsepower. Great. Keep going. Rear front wheel drive doesn't matter. All right. has to be comfortable. Stick shift, automatic. He suggested the 5 Series. But then he gets to this part.
0: He works in the corporate world. The major curveball.
1: He works in the corporate world. And this particular car that he gets has to be new because it's going to be his company car. And therefore, he's not allowed to get any of the German brands because it, because of the way it looks, the perception. It's a perception
0: thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Went, it's crazy. Ah, no. So here we have, you're right. We were marching down the road to get yourself a fast BMW and are followed up with cannot get any of the German brands. So we're talking fifty to $60,000 worth of budget. But yet, BMW, Audi, Mercedes, and I'm going to go there, Porsche, are out. They're gone. Yeah. So wow. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, you you, you, you kind of chopped our legs off. Christopher's saying, all right, my dad's also looked at the Infinities but doesn't really like them. He's looked at the Volvos but so doesn't feel like they're hot enough. I mean, we just keep checking things off that are out of the equation. And then the last thing that I read here, I find I'm not going to agree with. And it's actually the beginning of my inspiration for how to answer this. He's not interested in cars like the Mustang, Charger, Challenger, or Camaro. I get that. That makes sense. But then it says, preferably no U.S. cars. And my response to that is, why not?
1: I I agree. I completely agree here.
0: If the problem here is perception of a German brand, then the opposite of that problem is buying a U.S. car. That's the opposite of the problem. You're done. You've solved that problem. And if you're talking rear-wheel drive, sporty sedan – you don't have a whole lot of players in that M5 style world. No. So, yeah, I mean anyway, so go on. Where are you on this?
1: I'm going to completely agree with you about the the US cars and we don't know why he suggested that. But it's not a hard and fast rule. Did you notice that? It just said preferably. So, I'm yeah. wondering if it has to do with some lingering thing about American cars aren't as good. Possibly. Possibly. I would like to throw that out the window. I bought a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Now, it's
0: built on you the did, old yes. Mercedes
1: ML chassis and now owned by the Italians. I give you that. But it's an American Fair car, point. right? It's built yeah, in Detroit.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Engine's built in Mexico, but still, it's an American car. <laughs> <laughs> <I tried to laughs> Dang it. Got me again. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it, it, it's, it's a global SUV, Paul. Let's just go there. It's a right. global platform. It's okay, a global platform.
1: On. But I, we've driven so many American cars for the show now that I'm mm-hmm, sold. Mm-hmm. I I will not hesitate to recommend things if we like them Agreed. and they're good cards. I wouldn't hesitate. So I will say Christopher, put that thing on hold to say dad, here's some US suggestions because yep. I think there's going to be some good ones. But I won't start out there. I'm going to start out with okay. this. I I think it's the card you really ought to take a look at, Christopher.
0: All right. All right.
1: Buckle your seatbelt. Maybe okay. it's not that. Where are we it, going? It might not be going? that it's big probably, of a deal. I might maybe not maybe, that
0: revelatory. But go on, go on. Not.
1: 2015 Hyundai Genesis Sedan, five liter V8 with 420 horsepower. Even the V6 yeah. still has yeah. over 300 horsepower. True. It's very True. reasonably priced. It's it's mm-hmm. very much in that 50 to 60 range. Fully loaded, it'd be far under 60 grand. We looked at that car at the LA Auto Show, and we walked through the Hyundai stand and went. Huh, Hyundai. Yeah, we like Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Wait, here's the new Genesis sedan. Huh, interesting. Open the back door. Huh, this is pretty. Wow, this is nice. Yeah. yeah wow, yeah, yeah. just on and on and on. We kept Yeah. You know, murmuring to ourselves, wow, this is pretty interesting. I like this. This well, is going- invisible. It's the opposite. Yeah. Because the yeah, sentence yeah, yeah. in here, what's the closest car to a 5 Series that is not a BMW Audi or Mercedes? It's the Hyundai yeah, Genesis that's in there. sedan. It's exactly I, what I that you. car is.
0: I hear you. I I, I I don't know, honestly, that that's going to have enough of an enthusiast feel. However, I do remember looking at the LA Auto Show. I got in the Kia 900, which, of course, is the sister car to the Genesis sure. sedan. Right. The Kia 900, all the way down to the seat controls, was clearly modeled after the S-Class Mercedes, while the Genesis was clearly modeled after the 7 Series BMW. I mean, it's very obvious that those were, their, those were what they were targeting. And I agree with you. The Genesis is absolutely worth looking at. And you know, he said his dad's owned Acuras in the past, and you know, we're dealing in that kind of also ran uh, luxury segment. But of course, the Acuras, you know, they're not rear-wheel drive big boys. The Tls, they're not not that. The Genesis is rear-wheel drive. I mean, it's chasing that world. Yep. I hear you. That's that's an interesting. That that's definitely, if nothing else, that is a go to the showroom and look car. That's at least drive
1: that thing and see because. I mean, we're recommending Hyundai's. I mean, ten years ago, wow! But now, without hesitation, oh yeah, yeah.
0: no, no question, no cross the at all. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay.
1: What else in the U.S. cars category? I mean, those are my other wild cards, and they are the Chevy okay. SS because now Agreed. that magnetic ride control is available, four hundred fifteen horsepower, stick shift. and stick shift, exactly.
0: Here, here's the thing, I, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it because that, that was on my list too. If you're looking for What you think of when you think, I'm going to buy a BMW M5, really well-balanced, handles much better than I ever thought about, very involving with the stick shift. Well, the M5 really isn't that as much anymore, but the Chevy SS is. Yes, yes. So I think you have to drive that car, the magnetic ride control, the stick shift, that honestly is your non-BMW 5 series done at least as well. And they're giving those cars away. You've got sixty grand, you'll have money left over. (laughs) You know, that they're giving those cars away.
1: Christopher, if you watched the review of the SS, well what was the car that we drove it against? It was the Charger, that SRT eight. Now, I was thinking Hellcat, but that might be just entirely too much. I mean that's too much for everybody and it's why the yeah. world loves that car, but of course it's probably far over sixty grand. I mean, sixty three ish, somewhere in there, maybe.
0: Probably, probably
1: a little over um, sixty. Yeah, but so maybe let's down, pull yeah. it back to the SRT eight. Look, mm-hmm. I bought a Chrysler mm-hmm. product. I am thrilled with it. I like it a lot. I'm happy with the build quality. I'm impressed every time I get these Interesting, cars. Maybe,
0: maybe yeah.
1: I mean that that's the car that is sort of the natural competitor to that SS. So mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. you've got to at least drive both, and that's. That's our point here, Christopher, is at least drive them. Just put, yeah, put that yeah. on hold and at least go drive them. And then at least you know that way you've got that driving knowledge in your hip pocket. You can always think, yeah. all right, well, I like that about it, but I didn't like that. But, you know, you're not wondering anymore.
0: The F-Sport versions of both the current Lexus IS and GS. Now, if it was up to me, uh-huh. I would say IS all day long. Get the 350 IS F-Sport surprisingly agile a really interesting and good all-around car doesn't have the the german car problem at all will be incredibly reliable i like the is because it is a smaller form factor than the gs however the gs has got surprising grunt and agility it's just a significantly bigger car and feel i think you have to at least think of those i hadn't thought of them originally but as we're talking here i think those have got to be mentioned what else have you got i've got one more but what else have you got
1: I had the Lexus, I had the IS in there, and also the RC350, just because it's something completely yeah. different. It's not a sedan, yeah. but the the, it's, it. it's yeah. right in that 50, 60k range. And every time I look at these, I'm, I'm just, we haven't driven it yet, but I'm just I'm floored. I like the styling. We know we like what Lexus is doing in terms of enthusiast yeah. cars. yeah. I think this could be really interesting.
0: I think it could be, too, with the exception of it being probably too small if he's looking for 5-series sedan. But I think it's an sure. interesting. Sure. Also ran to this discussion. I totally agree with that. That's, That's why well.
1: I like the GS that you suggested because it's a little bit well, bigger yeah, it's, car.
0: It's, it's the size of the 5 Series. I would much, personally, would much rather be on the IS than the GS for for just scale. Oh, yeah. But definitely, But the definitely. GS might make more sense. But I have one other I want to mention, and and that is, hey, I'm, I've stayed with American cars again, but honestly, Christopher, your dad should look at it. Because here's, here's my concern about the Chevy SS or the Charger, and that is, those might not be kind of classy enough, okay? I mean, hmm. the Chevy SS is invisible. Let's be honest. It's part oh, of yeah. its problem. It's an invisible car. So if you're looking for something that is classier, you have to have to at least consider Cadillac, CTS, or ATS. That's That great. ATS with magnetic ride control. ATS with magnetic ride control is every bit as agile as that SS. It just I is. I think
1: you're right. And now that and ATS coupe. I, I like that coupe shape, too. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're you know? coupe again. But yeah, I mean, but the ATS and CTS, the CTS is going to be the 5 Series competitor. The yep. ATS is going to be the 3 Series size uh, depending upon how much rear seat room he actually needs the ATS might be fine and if it is it's the more agile car because it's smaller but you know I was actually just reading today it was somebody that does a three-year write-up about reliability on cars Chevy was in the top 10 and Cadillac was number two behind only Lexus in in reliability and quality.
1: I agree. I, I think you're right. I mean, those are some great options. And American cars are now part of the landscape in terms of mm-hmm. you know, what this request is about. I, I think they cannot be well, ignored.
0: They are, I mean, not across the board, but, but genuinely the American car companies are making world competitive vehicles. Yeah. And they haven't always. I want to move on to Brian in Detroit. But before that, I want to take a little bit of a left turn to Patreon real quick. Because I don't even know if I told you this. Somebody that watches our show said to me a week ago, hey, are, are you guys on Patreon? <laughs> and I just kind of went, what? Because they, uh, they're, they're a follower of the show, they're a fan. So if you're listening or if you watch our videos, you don't know already, we are on Patreon. You know, our numbers are low on Patreon because I guess a lot of people don't know we're on there. Here's the truth, folks. There are so few of us, I mean, it's pretty much Paul and I, and then occasionally we get other guys to help us. A dollar helps us something is disconnecting i feel like with a lot of people and that is they look at our quality and they think oh well they got plenty of money and a huge uh, a huge right. folks behind the scenes doing stuff
1: i think it's been an no, achilles we don't. heel
0: the people that you may watch that do videos with gopros and handheld stuff and go hey it's only me or it's only a couple of us Folks, that's all that's on this side, too. It's just we're trying to make it look high-end. So if you've ever thought about helping us, we would love to have your help on Patreon. The fact that you listen and you watch is huge to us, so we do not discount that in the least. Please turn off your ad blockers. That helps. But if you want to help us a little bit more, we are on Patreon. Guess what? It's patreon.com slash, say it with me, Everyday Driver. (laughs) So you can find us there, and we would love to have your support. Those of you that do support us on Patreon, thank you more than you know. There are things that we are giving back from Patreon. So if you get in at certain levels, we are giving you things back, including free copies of our films. So if you ever thought about it, or if you are a person that supports folks on Patreon, we'd love to have your support. Exactly. But anyway, we should move on to uh, to to Brian in Detroit. Uh, Brian has got he doesn't even does he even say what car he's driving? He doesn't. He just says he's sick of his current car. Uh, yes, I'm
1: guessing it's a mini because he's telling us he's sort of being used by this out of warranty mini. So I'm guessing it's the mini here.
0: Yeah, he probably still has his many. you're right. But anyway, yeah. he's, uh, he's kind of sick of his current car. It's been expensive for him. He, he goes on this little diatribe in his email about how he watched our 50 Years of 9-11 film and wishes he could get a 9-11, and then he kind of wrenches himself back to reality because he commutes. And while he wants an enthusiast car, he needs ultimately a commute car. Yeah, so he's yeah. trying to be realistic about his needs, which is you know 50 miles of Detroit surface streets Ouch. This is not exactly get me an enthusiast fun car (laughs) with a stiff suspension. So he's looking for, honestly, he's looking for reliable, decent gas mileage, but yet, somewhat interesting. So this is a this is a fascinating place to be because I think he really wants to be an enthusiast, but he's looking at his life and going, nothing about my life suggests that. So, it's so kind enthusiasts of a and
1: and the ocean of reality are colliding here in Detroit. Absolutely, and yeah, yeah. Brian, yeah. every time I travel de- to Detroit, I think, oh yeah, L.A. roads are pretty bad, and then I get to Detroit and go, wow, no, these are like giant swerve around this giant pothole that'll swallow your Honda. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're they're bad. So I I uh, I definitely feel your pain there. But um, I'm really glad you wrote in because I do have some suggestions here. And yep. what Brian has said it is he's pretty open. He's got the mini, mm-hmm. but he's open mm-hmm. to a sedan, a hatchback, a wagon. He wants some yep. fuel efficiency, comfortable in that commute because of the fifty miles. Yeah, he likes the reliability factor. But most importantly here, the the dollar amount that we're working with here is a lease for mm-hmm. about. Two hundred dollars up to three fifty, so yep. that's given me yep. a few ideas here. I'm gonna suggest cars that actually aren't American, even though okay. you certainly could. You live in Detroit. I mean, if you know somebody that works for any of the car companies there, they can get you, you know, probably B plan or X plan pricing on anything, and that's the mm-hmm. thing. So you could probably get a, a screaming deal on something American. But I thought of the uh, the shoot that we did last year. And this was with okay. the Honda Accord Coupe, the Mercedes-Benz CLA, and the Audi A3. Now, I will sure, sure, sure. think maybe the S3 might fall into that, you know, more of the enthusiast category. But I believe all well, three the of those would cars also, were, I would fall for into a the lease here.
0: Yeah, they would. I'm going to pause you for a second on our A3 discussion there. You know, I think even going up one level from the A3 we had to get into the two-liter that gains you Quattro. That right. right there is a better car than the 1.8 front wheel drive we had. But yes, yes, of course, the S3 would be even better. But I agree with you. Any of those three options would be interesting options. I take your point. Keep going.
1: All of those cars we found in the reviews to have some measure of enthusiast qualities. I mean, they didn't sure. stand out in yeah. terms of, wow, this is the best driver's car ever. But we did, yeah. f- we, we set out to find, you know, is there something lurking in any of these cars? The answer definitely was yes. And mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. price made me think of that the uh, the lease price. And I was looking around for the Mercedes CLA. I liked that car, and yeah. I found three three twenty nine a month. So that would fall right in there. And if you mm-hmm, lease it, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the reliability, and you don't have yeah. to worry about you just give it back.
0: Yep, I because I think it that could be a really like interesting your, choice. It's actually. it's using cars like your smartphone, and I, and I actually do mean that in the best way. I, I, I don't mean that as an insult. It's using a car while it's modern and nice and new and turning it back. And that is the upside to a lease. There's upsides to buying, there's upsides to leasing, but that's the definitely the upside to a lease. I totally yeah. agree
1: with that. I'm also going to go back to the Lexus IS350. I think this could hmm. be a brilliant okay. choice because of what we found. It isn't a BMW, okay. and it won our comparison against that F30 BMW 3 Series. Yeah, We yeah. liked that car so much. So it still had some very standout enthusiast driving qualities. But it'd be so, perfectly yeah. comfortable commuting. It'd be it's designed yeah. for that,
0: so would, I think it that would could feel, be a standout it would feel car. fun. I agree with that. That's a, that's a great thought. I actually hadn't thought about putting that is here, but I think that is a great one. I actually carrying over from our last one. I had said maybe Caddy ATS here, because yeah, it would yeah, do that. you could put that in. Here and, too. and I thought of that mainly because of the magnetic ride control. I thought if Brian's in a situation where he's doing Detroit and it's potholes and nastiness. Go full comfort, let that suspension soak it all up, and turn it into a glide, and that'd be awesome. But if you find yourself on a back road, crank it all the way hardcore, and it's a different car. That's the reason I thought of the ATS.
1: No, that's great. Anything with magnetic ride control. And funny enough, it was invented by the company who lives in the city with these kinds of potholes. Of course they invented it.
0: Interesting point. Interesting point. That's hilarious. I had a couple others, but, but what else have you got?
1: Well, that was pretty much my list for now. I, that's okay. what I was thinking. Of. Okay. I mean, you could go more American cars, like I said, but I just tried to think of, based on his car history, and that was mm-hmm. a lot of American cars. Chevy Sonic Turbo, of course, the Mini Cooper S, which is not, but yeah. a Ford Mustang, a Dodge Nitro. He had a Mustang Bullet. He's yeah, just yeah. already sort of experienced the American car thing, even though it's yeah. most of those yeah. prior to the, the government bailout cars, but... You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he's mm-hmm. already kind yeah. of tasted that. And I'm thinking, let's get you out of that. Let's get you into an entirely different driving category and sure. discover something different.
0: Well, I had one other kind of normal car thought. And then I have some okay. kind of followed the rabbit trail of we're commuting, we need efficiency, and I want it to be interesting. So I kind of followed that rabbit trail a bit. Curious. But before that, I do have to say another one I think you should consider. Brian, look at the Mazda 3. Because you could get it with the good engine, the bigger engine now, like the 180 something horsepower, Sky Active, and you sure. could get it with a manual if you want to hang on to a little bit of that enthusiast thing. But we were genuinely surprised at how luxurious and well rounded that car feels for under 30 grand. So there's but no you question at least one for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's obviously smaller and a little more simple than the, the the full IS and the ATS world. It's it's a step down from that. But there's a lot of car there, honestly. If you get yourself a loaded out Mazda three, that could be really cool. But huh. if you're gonna go, I'm an enthusiast and I know I need a commute car. Not a fun car, commute car. So it needs to be a commute car and interesting. That's a different rabbit trail. So right. I have three. I have okay. three. All right, I'm curious. Go one, for it. One is the Fiat 500E. Now, we're not huge fans of the Fiat 500 in normal form, but they're practically giving those away on lease right now. They're like 100 or 150 bucks a month. Now, they only sure. do about 80 miles. But it's going to have the small feel of your Mini. It's going to be interesting because it's all electric. It's going to be, it's, I think it's going to play up the this is interesting mm. factor more than the this is fun factor. But it is going to have that same rough shape as your Mini. So I think that could be an interesting kind of curveball car. Another one that I have to mention if we're talking about this, the Chevy Volt.
1: The Chevy yeah, Volt is not an enthusiast certainly. car, but
0: every time we drive it, we are struck by the fact it's just a really solid choice. So I don't think you'd drive it and think, this is the most fun car ever, but it's going to be more fun than a Leaf, and it actually is a – it feels like a solid, worthwhile, well-built car. Look at the Volt. And then if you want to go really top into your budget, really push – but I think it would absolutely do commute and be interesting, BMW i3, lease one of those. New tech, it's gonna be at the upper level of your lease range. Because I think they're doing three fifty to three seventy a month. So I'm I'm already I mean already kind of cresting out of what you can do. But you want to talk about interesting. You want to talk about a car that will strike you as interesting and unique, and this is kind of cool every time you're in it that i3 could accomplish that, but it is ultimately, let's be honest, it exists to be a commute car. So hmm. I think that's another wild card there too.
1: Hmm. I remember seeing an article somewhere. I'm sitting here looking for it. Uh here it is. Uh, Sergio Marchione says that Fiat loses $14,000 on every 500E it builds. And so he told the general public to stop buying the 500E, even though they're (laughs) building it for the cafe regulations and
0: and, and, uh, and, just to have an
1: electric car. So I thought that was hilarious, even though Well, and they're also all but giving them away on lease. Yeah. (laughs) Which is hilarious. So he's, what was he saying? He, He hopes that no one buys it, even though it's been actually pretty well received. I thought that was pretty Ridiculous. funny, but Ridiculous. I, I Ridiculous. like your suggestion about the Volt. I mean, you could find that. Yeah, you could easily lease that. And it's a real oh, car. No we've liked that no car. Question. I mean, The i3, bucks. we need to drive. You know that? We need to yeah. hop in that car and and check it out. I, I, I agree. definitely uh, think it's on the higher climbed, end.
0: We've climbed around in it. We haven't driven it. But I will say, everyone we know and have talked to that have driven it have been genuinely impressed with it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, all right, if you can make that work, that will definitely play the unique factor up and I think would keep it fun for a while just because it's unique. And if you're leasing, that's the thing about a lease. You have a car for two years or so on a lease and you've decided you're sick of it. Well, now you can unload it and get something else anyway. So it's worth Uh maybe reaching for. We'll have to see. We'd love to hear from you, Brian, as you debate this further.
1: Yeah, well, actually, both Christopher and Brian, if you uh – Whenever you decide, uh, Christopher, your dad, whenever he decides, and Brian, whatever you uh, mm-hmm. land on, mm-hmm. please write to us. If you've got your own car debate, everydaydrivertv at com, Please write cool. in, and, and uh, like I said, both Todd and I are loving it and loving the suggestions. So if you have uh, something else that you think we forgot – Shoot us an email and uh, write to yeah, us with definitely. your car debate. And uh, really, appreciate you listening and also watching our videos online. And again, the reason that we're pulling from all these, this car knowledge is from the track days that Todd and I have experienced mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. primarily the videos on YouTube. So check those out. We've got a lot of stuff coming for 2015, a lot of exciting stuff. Yeah, we've got some really and, uh, cool changes coming, Yeah, too. keep yeah. checking that out. So we're, we're really thrilled about that.
0: Thanks for being here, guys. We're great, to ha- thrilled to have you as always. And the-, and the audience is growing. Keep rating. You guys are doing good number of ratings since we've been talking about it. Lots of good new ratings. Lots of good new comments. We really appreciate it. It helps other people yeah. find the show. So please keep doing that. If you're looking for us, wherever you are, it's probably slash Everyday Driver. So try that. Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> awesome. YouTube. I-, I guarantee you can find it that way. And, of course, we have our own website, EverydayDriver.com. You can find the films there. You can find the films on Vimeo. So thank you guys for watching, listening, and supporting what we do